This is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. The NFL comes back this weekend for its 100th season of at least pro football. Of course, that means that the controversies around football come back and the political dust-ups. There is always a debate about football itself, about the things that football reminds us of, the cultural issues that creep into the stadium and into the stands, uh, and all of the things that we worry about uh, here in America and with sports seem to converge each year with this NFL season. We're going to talk the rest of the program about what to expect this season, what to expect uh, nationwide in the NFL, but also, of course, with our own beloved Detroit Lions. Are they going to be any better than they have been for the last 60 years? Uh, but we also want to start by talking about something we talked about here on the program several years ago, the fact that I have been boycotting the NFL now for two seasons. Uh, I reached a point a few years ago where I couldn't justify supporting the league anymore. Uh, this was after Colin Kaepernick was treated the way he was for making a point during pregame activities about black violence, black uh, police violence against black people. Uh, it was also after a lot of the research has come out about the effect of playing football on people long term, the damage that it is doing to people's brains. I really just reached a point where I couldn't live with myself uh, watching the league anymore. Uh, I did that last year as well, and I'm saying today that uh, I'm not going to watch football this year either. I have not um, changed my mind based on the things that are different in the league, uh, not based on what Jay-Z, one of my favorite entertainers, uh, has decided to do in concert with the league. Uh, it's just not enough. And uh, we want to hear from you as well. Are you boycotting the NFL uh, this year? Are you boycotting football more generally because of health issues or other things? Um, and are, how are you going to avoid it? Uh, this is still one of the strongest cultural markers here in our country. Uh, lots of people spend their entire weekend thinking about those Sunday football games. Uh, how do you Find a way to, to sort of keep away from that if uh, that's not what you want to do. As always, the number here on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and uh, we'll work you into the conversation. I've also got two guests to help me think through all of the issues swirling around the NFL. John Neo is a sports columnist with the Detroit News. John, welcome back to the program. Thanks for having me, Stephen. Also with us is David Dennis Jr. He is the senior culture editor at Interactive One. David, welcome back to the program. Oh, thanks for having me. Glad to be back. Yeah. So, uh, David, I'm going to start with you. Uh, I've been following you on social media the last few weeks and reading some of your pieces. Uh, you and I are in the same place, I feel, uh, in large part about the NFL. But I want to start with you talking about what Jay-Z has decided to do, uh, which he says is supposed to help 
deal with some of the issues with race in the league. You have not been impressed in any way uh, by what Jay-Z has said or what he said he's going to do. Yeah, uh, I've uh, been very actually disappointed in uh, Jay-Z's decision to partner with the NFL. Um, he has spent the last few years uh, trying to rebrand himself as some sort of uh, sort of social justice uh, activist. He has um, donated money to, uh, you know, get Meek Mill out of jail and 21 Savage out of ICE, and he has donated lawyers to the Black Lives Movement. He wore a Kaepernick jersey. He said, we're not doing the halftime show. He's called artists and said that you shouldn't do the halftime show, largely in solidarity with Kaepernick. So for him to turn around um, and partner with the NFL in what appears to be a very uh, sort of superficial um, uh, partnership to really placate uh, the NFL and their owners and people who feel as though they can pretend like they're doing some actual social justice work uh, has been really sort of like a, a stab in the back. I mean, the stuff they've done since does not lend itself to a lot of transformational social justice work. Uh, they've got a concert with Meek Mill and Megan Trainer, and they're donating money to some dubious organizations in Chicago. And it's uh, really a letdown to see this this partnership, uh, especially in the face of uh, you know Kaepernick still not having a job with, with the league. Mm. Uh, so I, I am a very big fan of Jay-Z's uh, generally. And, and uh, of course, I've noticed the, the social justice turn that, that you noted. Um, is it possible that he's up to something that's not apparent here? In other words, that maybe he's not being hypocritical by doing the things that he's doing, that uh, there's a goal that uh, he hasn't revealed yet or that is not apparent in this deal with the NFL. Now, maybe that's me trying to give him too much of the benefit of the doubt. Uh, I'm sure you will call me out for that if that's true. But but I, I, is that a possibility at least? I think at first it was a possibility. It looked like it was possible that Jay-Z had something up his sleeve, some bigger plan. Uh, but in every single bit of news that has come out since then, that, that benefit of the doubt is going away. I mean, his press conference was a disaster. His press conference saying we're past kneeling uh, as if, you know, this would have happened if, if kneeling had not happened in the first place uh, was really disappointing. He is, uh, you know, the, the concert series, the giving of the selling of merchandise for uh, social justice <laughs> where, um, you know, pieces of the money go to organizations instead of saying having these billionaires just donate their own money. The one of the organizations that they've donated two hundred thousand dollars to in Chicago, it was revealed yesterday. Uh, yesterday, they uh, thank Trump for things. They say all lives matter. They have this uh, program where they get little black kids to pretend to arrest, arrest each other so they can be police officers. They cut black men's dreads um, to say that it'll make their lives better. I mean, nothing that has happened since the announcement has lended itself to some grand master plan that Jay-Z has to transform the league. And, you know, I was with you at first. I thought that there was a possibility that Jay-Z had this grand plan to really um, change things, and uh, that faith has gone away very quickly. Hmm. Uh, John, I want to turn to you now and uh, bring the lens back here uh, to Detroit, but also talk about the, the, the issues that the league faces, uh, not just here, but but nationwide. But let's start with our own 
Detroit Lions. Do we have to? Uh, <laughs> I think we have no choice. Uh, will the Honolulu Blue and Silver bring us glory this year, uh, even if I'm not watching? Well, as somebody who <laughs> is only recently a boycotting NFL fan, I think you know the answer to that. <laughs> in 60 years, no, 90 years now for the Lions in the league as a franchise. But no, I, I think they'll probably be a better team on the field. Um, they're building a another vision here. Um, I think they're probably further along than we maybe realize. We'll see, though. Um, as with always, last year started with some higher hopes and quickly fell flat on their face. In the opener this year, there's always the chance that could happen again. But no, I, I do think they're they're in year two of a of a reconstruction, a rebuild here, and um, I th- I think there's probably some hope that that this is on the right track. Yeah. But, that yeah. could, like I said, that could go away very quickly. Yeah. Um, uh, put put the Lions and and Detroit and the story here in the in the context of the, the greater issues in the league. Well, I mean, this this issue with Jay Z, I think, is huge. Oh yeah, it is. And and as David said, mentioned. I mean, last night, if you were a skeptic, which I think most of us should be by now with the NFL, you looked at that pre. I don't know the Inspire Change movement. I, I don't know what labels they've affixed all of this. The the uh, the social enterprise uh, model or something that they've talked about since this JV initiative, Jay Z initiative, um, and that concert with Meek Mill on the stage right in front of the hundredth anniversary NFL logo. And yeah, mm-hmm. and they've co-opted, you know, the the Inspire Change that was supposed that was Colin Kaepernick. He was trying to inspire change. Now they've sort of bought him off or bought off. Him in some ways, with they settled a, a you know a blackball lawsuit essentially f- mm-hmm. with Colin Kaepernick, and now here's the guy who, as you mentioned, I mean he was wearing a, a Kaepernick jersey. He was the guy who was saying you know, you know, this isn't right, and now here he is, um, you know, sort of pr- promoting the league now, and yeah. they bought cover is what they've done with this whole initiative. Yes, there will be some money going to some of these causes, and that's important. And I do think, like you guys said, I think. There was some hope, and I think it was probably by design. I mean, that press conference wasn't even a press conference when they announced it. It was sort of a closed door, no uh, no video allowed, that sort of thing, which should have raised antenna right off the bat. But but the question is, is okay, there was also, they leaked the idea that he was going to be a, possibly a, a, an, an NFL owner, owner yeah. or a majority owner. I mean, that was, I think that's been sort of tamped down now. I don't know where that stands. Um, nobody knows how much money is involved in this this deal, but yeah, no, I think there was. It's clear what they were trying to do is they were trying. They've been scrambling for three years now, two three years now, trying to figure out how how they can get around this issue, and this is what they've come up with. And you know, I mean, and we talk about you know grandiose ideas, but I mean, yeah. Jay Z, what's his line? You know. I'm, I'm not a businessman. It's a, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm a businessman. I'm a businessman. And so <laughs> that, that's where we're at right now. And, yeah. and so where it goes from here, I will see. But I, I think people are going to see right through this, most of them. No, I don't know. That's the question. That's always so a great how, question. So how <clears throat> much trouble is the NFL in business-wise because of these issues? I mean, one of the things that I have found interesting about this is, so the NFL is getting criticized by people like me for, uh, for the way they treated Colin Kaepernick, for their uh, the, the, for the health issues that, mm-hmm. that that are that are rampant, but they're also being criticized by people sides, right. who don't Absolutely. like Colin Kaepernick mm-hmm. and don't want uh, uh, him doing what he was doing. The president of the United States uh, got into in, into that argument 
uh, uh, last year. Has that hurt the league financially and to the point where they have to be doing something? I think they were, they were threatened. They felt threatened by that certainly. And, and you were getting it from the outside, certainly with the, the, the anti Kaepernick, the anti kneeling, um, that's still the larger chunk of their viewing pop, you know, ticket buying population. Yeah. But they were getting it from within, and that's where I think that really threw them for a loop was when you had players suddenly saying, "No, this isn't right." I mean, this is a seventy-five percent of your of your workforce is is African American, um, and they now they're trying to thread the needle. What what you see though, I mean, the question is, are they losing money? No, I mean, it still is a fifteen billion dollar industry. Last fall, forty-six of the top fifty. Um, 46 of the top 50 uh, TV shows on, on TV were NFL games. So they're, they're, they're going to be just fine, but, uh, but they, have, they have tried to thread the needle here, and this is what they've come up with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and my guests are John Neo, a sports columnist from the Detroit News, and David Dennis, Jr., senior culture editor at Interactive One. We're talking about the debut of this year's NFL season and all the issues that kind of swirl around the league. Uh, Are you watching the NFL this season? I have announced uh, that I am not. For the third year in a row, I'm going to forego all of the games and all of the other things that sort of go around the games if I can. Uh, Are you going to avoid it? Talk about your reaction to the league's controversy surrounding kneeling during the national anthem, Colin Kaepernick, brain injuries, and the way players are treated. Do those things bother you? And do they bother you to the point that you can no longer watch professional football? Uh, or are you somebody who thinks all of this is much ado about nothing and you just like the sport and can't give it up? Uh, give us a call, 313-577-1019, uh, to tell us what you think about the NFL, what you think about football, and how you're handling that. Uh, you can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we'll work you into the conversation. Uh, David, I want to... I wanna, go back to this Jay-Z question again with you and and talk about um, so he's he's saying that his involvement with the NFL will help with issues inside the league. In other words, maybe we will get uh, more black ownership, maybe players will be treated differently. But that kind of misses the point, doesn't it? I mean, Colin Kaepernick was not kneeling to get a better contract. He was not kneeling because of the safety issues in football. He was kneeling because African-Americans face an unbelievable danger of violence from police around the country. And I I wonder if you think that what Jay-Z is doing takes the emphasis away from what Kaepernick was really trying to accomplish. Yeah, the Kaepernick kneeling was never really about the NFL. Kaepernick kneeling was about a larger systemic issue that African Americans in this country were facing. Uh, it sort of became an NFL issue when the NFL blackballed him from the league. And, you know, Jay-Z may feel as though if you point a few checks at a few organizations that's doing real social justice work, but really, you know, Kaepernick and, and, and people who are you know, along with that cause are really about sort of breaking down a lot of these white supremacist structures, which the NFL has shown itself to sort of be in the last couple of years. And so there's, you know, how much uh, motivation does a league like that have to actually change? As we mentioned, they're not losing viewership. They're not losing any money out of this. 
And, you know, Jay-Z at his heart is a capitalist, and he believes that, um, you know, he said in 2013, my, my presence is charity. He believes that being in um, a space, uh, you know, a white space is activism. And sometimes, you know, those white spaces don't need to exist in the first place. So, you know, he takes pride in, in being in rooms with full of white billionaires, but he never really interrogates what um, what those those buildings, what those meetings actually mean. And so, yeah, it does take away from what Kaepernick and the whole entire Black Lives Matter movement was doing because it is now focused on um, NFL and, and owners and concerts and merchandise. I, I will say one of the things that I do think has been part of the problem, certainly not the largest part of the problem, is um, with, with Colin, Kaepernick, Ka- Colin Kaepernick's message being sort of lost or co-opted or is the fact that he hasn't spoke, he doesn't speak. He hasn't, he's, and I understand certainly for part of that, he was, he had a loss, you know, he had a, a settlement that he had to reach with the NFL for the fact that he's not playing in the NFL. But, but I think now, I think we're past the time where he probably should get out there and, and do a little more of, of you know, expressing his own message. Um, he certainly does it on social media. He does it in different ways. Uh, I think that might help. Um, it, it's not going to, solve the problems we're talking about here, and it's also not going to stop what the NFL has done. But mm-hmm. I, I do think some of his message getting lost maybe of his own doing in the fact that he's sort of let mm-hmm. other people speak for him um, for, for probably for, for too long. For too long, yeah. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation about the NFL and the issues that it is raising. Stay with us and stay with us on the phones. 313-577-1019 is the number. Call and tell us what you're doing about the NFL this season. We'll be right back with more Detroit Today. This is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and thanks for joining. My guests are John Neo, a sports columnist at the Detroit News, and David Dennis Jr., senior culture editor at Interactive One. We're talking about the beginning of the NFL season and what you might be doing. Are you going to watch football this year, or are you going to stay away from it because of the issues in the league? Uh, as always, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. Let's go to Ali in Dearborn. Ali, welcome to Detroit Today. Hey, thank you for having me. I was sure. just calling to answer your question about am I still watching the NFL. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of football, and I love watching the game, although I'm disgusted with its politics and the way it han- handled the Kaepernick issue and, and multiple other issues. Um, but I still continue to watch it, and part of the reason for my take on that is um, I feel cornered as a consumer um, even if you look at other um, big companies such as like a Walmart or a McDonald's, you might as well just boycott everything when you're looking at it from a humanitarian perspective. So mm-hmm. I guess I'm just frustrated but continue to consume even though I don't believe in, in a lot of the products yeah. that are being produced. Wow. Uh, Ali, I, I, I sympathize. I mean, I think uh, there's a lot of pressure to watch uh, football and, and, again, participate in the larger culture around football, I think, is the thing that's the hardest to do. Even though I am not watching games and won't buy tickets to games, I still read an awful lot about the NFL uh, and about about the league. Uh, I also watch every Sunday. 
I watch the pregame shows, uh, number one, because I find them entertaining, but number two, uh, because I feel like I've got to be informed about the things that are going on, and they actually do a really good job on those shows uh, of putting a lot of this stuff in in, in context. So uh, it is hard, um, and uh, I, I, I would encourage you to, to keep trying to get away from the league because I think that, uh, that uh, staying away from it and staying away in numbers is the thing that uh, ultimately will pressure it to change. But I really appreciate the call uh, and the perspectives. Um, uh, John and da- David, I, I, we're going to run out of time here pretty quickly, but I, I also want to talk about uh, uh, Ryan Russell, uh, who is uh, a, a player who has come out and said he was uh, that he is bisexual. Uh, I saw him on CNN this morning talking about it, and it occurred to me that this is another issue that has swirled around the league for a long time. The the homophobia that exists in the league uh, is someone like Ryan Russell, who I have to admit I don't know as a player, uh, but the fact that he comes out and says this so publicly, uh, does that move us, does that move the needle on that issue? John, I'll start with you. I, um, not yet. I think, and you probably explained why by saying you don't know who he is. Um, yeah, it, I don't know. Take, I don't even know who gonna he take, plays for. It's going to take a player that everybody knows coming out for at to maybe register at the level you're talking about, I think. Um, and to suggest that the NFL is the only place where this is an issue, and, and you're not suggesting that. But, I mean, it's, same in thing sports, is true. It's, it's right? in sports. It's certainly in, in major professional U.S. sports. It's, it's something that people have not sort of come to grips with, and certainly play, there's – we all know there's gay players in the NFL. I mean, yeah. it's just a matter of Fair. somebody deciding to to you know to come out yeah. and, and to highlight that fact. Yeah, uh, David Dennis, what did you think of what Ryan Russell is saying? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's definitely uh, brave of him to do that. Um, I don't know um, how much that moves the needle for the NFL. I think again, um, it needs uh, a, a major player uh, to do that before people start thinking about um, how much that'll change. And then also, I think, you know, when we start to discuss uh, how players talk to each other and the homophobic language that's used in locker rooms and on the field, on the field I sure. think that changing um, will will have a lot to do with, um, with how these things are perceived in the league going, going forward. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nancy on Twitter says, uh, I have boycotted football for the – for two seasons as well, and we'll continue again this season. I never appreciated the president's involvement advocating for owners to punish players. Uh, I wonder. I wonder how much we might hear. Oh, I from, think we will. Uh, There's an election coming around the corner, <laughs> isn't there? Uh, in the next four months, this is one of his favorite things to do: is to get involved in. Uh, and but, but again, that was the idea. That's what really threw threw them for a loop. Roger Goodell and those owners is they had the president, the tweeter in chief attacking them and they didn't know how to respond and it took them more than a year to figure that out and this is what they came up with yeah uh let's go back to the phones here anka in royal oak welcome to the show good morning again Stephen. good to hear good to hear you hey i want to tell you that as a 30-year sports official uh football is the most toxic uh activity i've been a part of football basketball lacrosse baseball softball swimming hockey soccer it's the most toxic. Look at the way the adults talk to the kids. We're talking about some, a, a, a sport that really has 
very little contribution to society as far as benefits. Hmm. All right, it's, it, there's no freedom of activity or thought. These are all program plays. Where, where's your, you know, where's your freestyle there? There's nothing there. Now watch how the adults talk to the children, especially when they're training. And this is from the elementary age all the way through high school and into college. And so, Anka, you, Anka, you said that you're an official for a you... sports official for 30 years, a wow. professional official of amateur sports, hmm. from the littlest level all the way up to the collegiate level. Wow. Wow. I mean, that's quite an indictment, uh, John Neal. Yeah, and, well, and I think we see it in, in a different way. When I mean, we talk about what jeopardizes sport, we certainly talk about participation numbers going down, the concussion issue, things like that. Um, but you also see it at the NFL, the pro level now. I mean, you have Andrew Luck, who's one of the star quarterbacks in the league, retiring. Four years of injuries were just finally too much. He'd had enough. But, but these guys are making mm-hmm. enough money now that mm-hmm. he can walk away. Yeah. And so I think you – I mean, look, Detroit, we – Unfortunately for Lions fans, Barry Sanders was 20 years ahead of the curve in doing yeah. this, but you also had Calvin Johnson. In the last three or four years now, you've had more and more guys who are at 29 years old, things like that, guys who are still stars stepping in the league, away. stepping Rob Gronkowski, you know, the guy who sort of embodied the macho, masculine pro football. Yeah. Uh, he walked away and has since talked all about how br- brutal it has yeah. been uh, mentally, physically combined. Yeah. So I think if, if there's a danger here for the it's it's that. Yeah. Okay, John Neo, David Dennis Jr., thanks to both of you for being here for Detroit Today. Thank you. Yep, thanks. It's going to do it for me this week. I'll be back on Monday. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's NPR station, your connection to news, music, and conversation. We'll talk more on Monday. <laughs>